Hello and welcome to level 42 of 3 Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. How are you doing this week? Are you ready to have your brain tested once more? I hope you are. Before we get started, just want to say that if you're enjoying what I'm doing here, if you want to support 3 Extra Lives, we do have a little Patreon set up over at patreon.com forward slash 3 Extra Lives. I post weekly updates there, behind the scenes, other recommendations, and just other little bits and bobs about how I put this show together. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, you can make me very happy, put a smile on my face, and show your support for Free Extra Lives over at patreon.com forward slash Three Extra Lives. And with that out of the way, let's get on with the show! Starting this level with the awesome achievement that is Stardew Valley. Now, you've probably heard of this role-playing game. It's developed by Eric Barron, who goes under the name of Concerned Ape. And this was released back in February 2016. So, as of this year, Stardew Valley celebrating its fourth birthday. And the, the development story behind Stardew, it's a real incredible one of grit and determination because developer Eric Barron, he graduated through the University of Washington in Tacoma with a computer science degree, but wasn't able to get a job in the industry. Instead, he was working as an usher in the Paramount Theater in Seattle, but he wanted to improve his computer skills. He wanted to do that so he had better job prospects. And eventually he just came up with the idea of, well, you know what, I'll make my own game and that will be my resume. And Baron spent approximately four years working on Stardew Valley and he became a bit of a perfectionist with how it was presented and that ended up him redoing it multiple times. He would improve the sprite quality. Just every aspect about the game was continually polished and polished and polished. He was the sole developer on this game, which like I said, if you've played Stardew Valley, there is a lot to it. There's a lot going on in this game and to have one person just responsible for everything. And I mean everything, that's the art, that's the coding, that's even the composing of music. Absolutely everything that went into this game, Eric Barron created it, which for solo projects, it just blows my mind, the absolute quality of this game. And it really is a testament to the hours that he put in here. And some days it was at least 10 hours a day working on this and it's just incredible how it all came together. His partner was taking on second jobs to support them as he created this throughout the four-year period. I mean, that must have been tough. That must have been really hard to know that you're putting all this time into something and what is the yield of that going to be. And thankfully for Stardew Valley, it was an amazing selling game when it released continues to do extremely well in the charts. And that's probably because of updates that have continually come through. We've seen multiplayer get added to the game, and we've also seen that arrive on other platforms, including console, including mobile as well. So the world of Stardew Valley has grown stronger and stronger with each passing year. And actually by this year, 2020, it has sold over 10 million copies across all platforms. So that is just a magnificent achievement and thoroughly deserved, I believe, for that amount of work that was put into this game. 
And an interesting thing about the development of Stardew Valley is that Baron was heavily influenced by other farming and building simulators out there. But he wanted to keep Stardew Valley open-ended, that players wouldn't feel like they had to get to the end as quickly as possible and complete everything. And he also realized as he developed the game that players would figure out mechanically how to maximize their farm's yield and profit through spreadsheets and tools. But that's why in Stardew Valley that that's not the main aspect. There's rewards for cooking, for exploring, for mining and for fishing. And also Baron decided not to include the butchering of farm animals for meat products in this game. Instead, encouraging players to name their animals, to tend to each animal individually, and that's the feeling he wanted with this game, that warming, that caring almost of your land, your environment, your local town, you know, supporting everything that's around you. And I think there's something really charming about that too, and it definitely has shined through in the Stardew Valley game. So with four years gone, Stardew Valley is getting another update, which will be a free content update, the 1.5 update. Now we don't know what is included in that yet as of recording, but again, I just thought I would tip my hat to Stardew Valley four years down the line after it was released. If you've never ever got around to playing it, which I'd be surprised if you're listening to this show and you haven't, honestly, it, it's an experience like no other. The work that's gone into this game, and especially when you just keep that at the forefront of your mind, that one person made this game, it will absolutely blow your mind. So four years of Stardew Valley, here's to four more and four more after that. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Stardew Valley. So here's a little connective question. First released in 1996 in Japan on the Super Nintendo, this farm sim developed by Amcus was a huge influence for Stardew Valley. Can you name it? The answer was Harvest Moon. If you got that right, give yourself an extra life. Some sad news now on 3 Extra Life as Kazu Hashimoto, the man behind the legendary Konomi Code has sadly died age 61. I wanted to take this opportunity and this segment in 3 Extra Life just to pay tribute to the Konomi Code, to Hashimoto, and just to tell you a little bit more about how the Konomi Code came to be, and just to acknowledge this cheat code that became so much more than that. It's iconic, and it definitely has its place in video game history, and continues to live on today and used as easter eggs in popular culture. Hashimoto joined Konomi along with several other college graduates way back in 1981. At this time Konomi, they were more focused on coin-operated products. Hashimoto, he started by developing circuit boards for these games and Konomi expanded over the next few years into arcade games and they had such successful games as Scramble and Super Cobra. These would eventually be brought on to the NES and according to Hashimoto at the time, the company's focus was still remaining on these coin-operated machines with the experienced members of the company. They were designated to that area of the business and newer hires, they were pushed off into development of video games and they didn't really have as much training or instruction 
in that department. And once the Super Nintendo arrived in 1990, it was only then that Konomi brought in more experienced staff to help them establish a more rigorous development process. And one of the first games Hashimoto worked on was Track and Field, which took six months to create. And he came back to design a special controller to use for that game, as players reported it as painful to play on a standard NES controller. And yeah, there was probably many friction burns that happened for fingers on that console. Gradius, which was also a port of an arcade they were ordered to make, this took Hashimoto and three others less than six months to complete. And it's here where the Konomi code was born because Hashimoto created this while working on the arcade version of Gradius to NES in 1986. Now Hashimoto, he knew the arcade version of the game was really, really hard and he wouldn't be able to finish it. So he added a sequence of button presses that he could easily remember that gave the ship he controlled in the game the full range of power-ups so he could easily complete the game in-house for testing purposes. Now he had meant to remove this from the code before the game was shipped, but well, the game got shipped with the code and some of the players of Gradius, which it's a horizontal scrolling shoot 'em up video game. The game uses a power-up system called the Power Meter, which is based on collecting capsules to purchase additional weapons, and it's set in space. So yes, players discovered this sequence and they reported it back to Konomi, and actually it became popular to use this sequence in future Konomi titles. As the awareness of this code grew, the Konomi code gained popularity and in a game called Contra in 1988, which again is a run and gun game, entering this code would give you additional lives. Hey, and I, I really appreciate that. So by entering the Konomi code in basically most of Konomi's games from then on, you would potentially get an Easter egg. And it's not only been in Konomi games that this has been used, if you remember during last year when Fortnite took a reboot, when the whole world got sucked into a black hole, entering the Konomi code would actually unlock a small mini game for you to play. And you'd probably be surprised just how many games have adopted the Konomi code as an Easter egg, and I'm sure it will live on. And the memories of Hashimoto will live on too, along with this code. So next time you're playing a video game, why not just enter up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B and A, and see what happens. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Konomi, and that led me to this question. Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1 by Konomi is regarded as one of the greatest video games of our time. It features Solid Snake, but can you name his brother in this title? Clue, think opposite. The answer is Liquid Snake. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, I'm talking about Among Us. Now, Among Us is an online and local party game of teamwork and betrayal for four to 10 players in space. Now, I've had the pleasure of playing this with my podcasting friends, 
and just general friends over on the Dragon Power Discord, which you can find at dragonpoweredstudios.com forward slash discord. Come over and join us. And this game works very simply. You start off in a game with at least four players. Again, you can have up to 10 players. And what will happen is you will be in a little holding area. You have a little avatar, which you can customize with various hats and outfits, which is really cute. But then when the game starts, you get a countdown and then you get told to be quiet. Now, we were playing this on voice comms together. And during this phase, we would make sure that we didn't talk at all because you're a crew, you're a space crew, but depending on your settings, at least one of you will be an imposter. Now you can choose the amount of imposters you're gonna have. We played it with just one imposter and that meant that one of us was out there to try and eliminate us and sabotage us doing tasks on our ship to win. So if you're a member of the crew, you'll spawn into the cafeteria and you'll look at your map and you'll have various tasks that you can go around the ship and do. Now these tasks are very simple, some of them are just button presses, dragging objects, some of them are memory sequences, but there's nothing there that's too complicated, but it is there to hold your attention just for a few seconds as you complete them. Now as you're going around the ship completing these tasks, you're getting a progress bar in the top left corner that's filling up, you're trying to get that all the way to the end before, well, your crew is eliminated. Now somebody on the ship is an imposter. Now they're going around pretending to be doing tasks. They can use air vents to travel around the ship a lot quicker. They can also sabotage the ship. Now they can do things like interfering with the oxygen. They can set the reactor into overdrive, which means you are gonna have to stop what you're doing and head over to those tasks and correct them before the ship blows up or you run out of oxygen because you know that's pretty bad. And this imposter will be going around and when they get close to another player they can just outright murder them yep they can do that they can eliminate them and their body is left on the floor they get a little cooldown then of when they can perform that action again and then as the crew you're maybe walking around the ship you might see a body on the floor you can then click a button to report that everyone gets teleported to the canteen and here's where the fun starts as well because you start having a discussion with your teammates. We turned on our voice chat and we started having that talk of, oh, I found this body. I was in this part of the ship. People start to give themselves alibis of maybe another crewmate they were with at the time the body was found. But just because the body was found at a certain time doesn't mean it hasn't been sitting there for a while. So you're trying to work out who the imposter is as this happens. And a fun thing is the imposter can also report a dead body. So it's not always the person who reports it could be totally innocent. There's lots of mind games happening in this constantly. And this game is just a lot of fun if you've got a group of friends to play it with. I haven't played it with anyone else apart from friends and we've done that over voice chat, which according to the reviews on Steam, that is the way to go with this game. That is how you get the most enjoyment from this game. And I definitely have done that so far. There's a few other intricate parts of the ship as well, for example, there is a security camera room which you can go into and there's security cameras in the ship that are surveillancing certain parts of the ship. So you could potentially be looking at surveillance cameras and see something happen. You might not though. And there's also uh, some computers that you can use to see where everyone is in certain rooms, but you don't get any names. You just get that, oh, there's two people in the reactor room if there is, or there's somebody 
over in the navigation room, but it just gives you an outline of potentially how many people are in each room, which you could use for your investigation, but it's not always that simple. And this game is out on PC, it's also out on mobile, which you can download it for free and join in with games for people on the PC as well. It's very easy to set up, it's very easy to get a game going. The games are relatively quick and it's a really heart-pumping feeling when you're playing this game because you're playing it in complete silence and when you're the imposter, it's quite a rush just to be running around, sabotaging the ship, trying to eliminate everyone. And when you do eliminate a crewmate, they become a ghost and they can still wander around the ship, help complete tasks. And there also is a chat which you can use. And if you're a ghost, you can talk to other ghosts and curse your luck about that person who wiped you out. So yes, I'm highly recommending Among Us. I've had a lot of fun with this game so far and I think there are many more memorable times to come in this game for sure. So that's Among Us by Innersloth. Go check it out. It's trivia time. So I was talking about Among Us and that led me to this question. Blank Among Us is an episodic graphic adventure game based on Bill Willingham's fable comic book series developed by Telltale Games. Fill in the blank. The answer is The Wolf Among Us. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of the show. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why don't you let me know over on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 3 Extra Lives. Always love to hear how you're doing on the trivia. And I think this week might have been a bit tough. You can email the show at podcast at 3 lifescom If you've got any feedback about the show, any recommendations, any good news stories, definitely share it with me there at podcast at 3 lifescom And as always, you can find all the show notes for this episode, everything I've mentioned, so you don't have to go searching over at 3 lifescom And there we have it. We are done, my friends. Thank you very much for tuning in once more, and I will see you all in level 43!